Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, friends. Roto World's Josh Norris here. Welcome back to another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast. As you know, say it with me, the most important podcast in the universe. I will not waste any time. Later on, Roto Pat joins me to pick on his rankings. Also, Roto World Live this Sunday, noon Eastern. Check it out. Facebook.com slash Roto. And also check out yesterday's podcast with, I believe... Nick and Rich and Ray. And right now I have Evan Silva, who is nice enough to join me on his long drive road trip time. I always wonder what it would be like to take a road trip with Evan Silva. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you like what you do during your downtime uh, while driving, but like part of me thinks you just listen to football podcasts. Am I on the right That's track? exactly what I do, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to the Thursday night football game. We're recording this, you know, during the Thursday night football game, and it's like about halftime. But, yeah, the rest of the time I just listen to football podcasts. No no question. Got it. Uh, okay, let's start off with Bruce Ellington. Evan, we yeah. talked about Bruce Ellington this, this summer. We've talked about him just about every single summer. Uh, we yeah. are fans of Bruce Ellington, and so is Bill O'Brien, that he wants him to have an expanded role in this offense. No one's been a bigger fan than, than you of this Bruce Ellington over the years. I think you had him as a top 50 or top 60 prospect coming out of college. Uh, and he was in prime position last year to be Chip Kelly's slot receiver in San Francisco. Unfortunately, tore his hamstring, placed on injured reserve. The 49ers, right before the season, like a week before the season, traded for Jeremy Curley. Jeremy Curley goes on to lead them in receiving what could have been. What could have been my, my, my round 17 and 18 MFL shares that year did nothing for me because they were all Bruce Ellington. Exactly. Likewise, likewise. So now Bruce Ellington, you know, he was claimed off waivers by the Texans before the season. It was hard to really get excited about him because he had let us down before, you know, et cetera. He was going to play on, on in an offense that, at the time, looked like he was going to be quarterback by Tom Savage, um, and it is again quarterback by Tom Savage. But Bruce Ellington has played really well in the slot for the Texans, playing seventy percent of his snaps 
in the slot. He's an explosive player. Uh, I think that one of the reasons that you did like him is because he was a good athlete coming out of South Carolina. He used to be a starter on the South Carolina Gamehawk, Gamecocks. Uh, I think he was a, the starting point guard uh, early in his college career. Uh, and he you know, gave that up to focus on football. And he's been very good. He hasn't been heavily targeted because DeAndre Hopkins, you know, is a, is a target monster. And uh, Will Fuller, you know, really made his mark when Deshaun Watson was healthy. Uh, but over the past three weeks, Bruce Ellington has drawn 20 targets, four in the red zone. This week, we're going to get Patrick Peterson on DeAndre Hopkins on almost every single snap. And Bruce Ellington in the slot running routes against Tyran Matthew, I, I don't think was is the same player that he used to be. And he'll also be on the outside 30% of the time, which means he'll be lining up against uh, Tremont Williams, mm-hmm. maybe some Bethel, you know, whoever the Cardinals decide to trot out there this week. Uh, so the matchup is, is really good. Bruce Ellington has been getting the volume, and his opportunity is enhanced with Will Fuller out indefinitely due to broken ribs. And I thought it was super telling that when the Texans did pick him up, he was like playing over Braxton Miller almost immediately. Immediately. Um, immediately. And that was a player. Braxton Miller was a guy that they invested uh, uh, a top 70 draft pick in. And they, and they knew right away Bruce Ellington was better than him. And this week, uh, the Texans, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball with any success on the Cardinals. Very few teams do. So in order to move it, they're going to have to throw it. And it's going to be tough to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins with Patrick Peterson all over him. So we're looking at, you know, C.J. Fedorowicz. And Bruce Ellington has the most big playability, certainly, of the pass catchers remaining. Evan, let's go to the next name. This is a name that you and I have never spoken about. Some guy named Rex Burkhead. Um, I guess he's doing stuff in the backfield for the Patriots. I mean, you and I have never been hyped up, never been amped about his potential role with the Patriots, and never have thought that he might be the most talented running back on this team. Yeah, he is, and the Patriots know it. They played him more snaps than any other running back on the roster last week. Finally, uh, you know, kind of gave up on the dead weight that was Mike Gillisley, uh, and they're moving forward with their versatile backs. And this is when their offense reaches its its peak, its premium, and Rex Burkett is their best back because he can do everything. And, I mean, I'm telling you, that block punt that he had last week, that is going to you know warm Bill Belichick's heart. Yep. Since he has gotten healthy back from uh, his, uh, his his rib fracture, which cost him with like five games, uh, he, his touches have gone up every single week, 7 to 11 to 13. He played over half of the offensive snaps last week. You look at from the a matchup standpoint this week against the Raiders, Raiders, where you attack them is really with running backs and tight ends. They're 24th in run defense DVOA. They've given up the six most receptions in the NFL to running backs. They've given up the seventh most receiving yards in the NFL to running backs. So, no, is is Rex Burkhead going to get 20 touches? Probably not. Uh, But his touches are worth more than an average running back's touches because he plays in a high-scoring offense and because he's going to get a lot of work in the passing game. You gain more yards when you catch passes. You know, you're you're sprung into space. Uh, So he's a guy to be – I would – I mean – I own him in a bunch of leagues. You know, right. there is I don't there's not a single league where I'm not starting him and I'm using him a bunch in DFS. On DraftKings, he's thirty six hundred. You know, he's he's the lock button play of the week, much as Garrett Selleck was last week. There we go. 
By the way, Evan recited those stats while on the road, hopefully looking at the road and not some piece of paper on the side. Um, And also, yeah, you mentioned it. You know, we always want 20 touches for running backs, right? Like that's our dream week in, week out. But 13 touches is a lot for a Patriots running back. And if we can count on that, hopefully again this week, yeah, it's bankable like you said. Uh, Let's move on to Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin's posted two straight solid performances. Will he have another one this week in in a pretty good matchup? Yeah, two straight top 15 weeks, you know, very, very quietly back from his shoulder injury. He had some injury troubles early in, earlier in the year. This week, uh, the Ravens are going to face a Packers run defense that I did not give enough credit to last week entering the week. You know, I had a bunch of Jordan Howard and DFS that backfired badly. They won the battle in the trenches against the Bears. They're currently number eight in run defense DVOA. And so I think that in order to move the ball against the Packers, the Ravens are going to have to throw it, and Jeremy Macklin is their best option. Running 61% of his routes in the slot, he's going to match up often with Demarius Randall. Uh, Demarius Randall is currently Pro Football Focus's number 111 out of 116 cornerback in uh, pass coverage. Uh, and you can go back and look at all the all the receivers you know, in my matchups column that have hurt the Packers it's a very long list that's the way that you go after the Packers you go after their corners uh, and Jeremy Macklin's going to be able to do that let's close it out with Tyreek Hill I almost wrote down Tyreek Macklin it's Tyreek Hill um look I think the perception of Tyreek Hill is like boom or bust if he makes a play if he doesn't but more often than not like Tyreek makes some special special plays that others cannot can he do that this week this Giants defense is just brutal. And, you know, to, to say that they've quit, I don't think it would be an exaggeration. It's, it's like me I, looking I for a girlfriend, man. I, I've, just, I've just given up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so the Giants have given up the uh, second most completions in the NFL of 20-plus yards and the fourth most completions of 40-plus yards. So when we're attacking the Giants, we want to look at guys who can make big plays. And guess who can do that in the Chiefs receiver core? Yep. Ty Freak. Uh, and we've also noticed over the course of the season that Tyree Kill has been much better in road games. I think that this is kind of fluky, and certainly his matchups in road games have been better than his matchups in, in home in home games so far this year. Uh, but even going back to his rookie season, he, you know, for whatever reason, was just better away from Arrowhead, and. Uh, they, of course, are on the road this week against the Giants who can't tackle, who have all kinds of communication breakdowns in their secondary. Janoris Jenkins is just dogging it, going through the motions. I mean, this is, you know, I think that over the past two games, you could argue that the Giants have, have played league-worst defense, and I think that Tyreek should really be able to hurt them this week. Evan, thanks so much. And by the way, Evan wants you to know Quinn and Quincy and Quentin and Quigley and Quaid. There aren't many Q names. I'm doing my best. Um, Subscribe to this very podcast because it's a good one. Like I said, it's the most important podcast in the universe. And right after this, we got Roto Pat. Pick on Pat. And welcome back with Pick on Pat. You can find Pat's rankings over at rotoworld.com. They are updated right now. They are updated all the way through Sunday, which you can hear Pat on Rotoworld Live, noon Eastern, 
facebooklive.com, not Facebook Live, just facebook.com slash RotoWorld. Pat, before we get into football, I have a question for you. I think I asked this to Ray, but I am fresh out of ideas because <laughs> it is the end of the week, and I don't care. Uh if I could buy you a plane ticket to go somewhere for a week, where would it be? Like, there's no narrowing factors. I mean, uh, if like, you want to spend it with your wife, you can. I mean, is it somewhere that I like have already been? <laughs> no, either that I haven't anywhere in the world, huh? Um, well, there's a lot of places I want to go, but I've been wanting to go to Atlantic Canada, like I, Nova Scotia. I honestly thought you were about to say Atlanta. No, no, no. Um, I'm from St. Louis. Atlanta is basically the cleaner, nicer version of St. Louis, which yes. isn't really a compliment, to be right. honest. Right. Um, but sorry, I mean, I'm, everyone in Atlanta is good people, of course. But, just but you like want to go Louis. to Nova Scotia? Yeah, let's go to Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, uh, St. John's, I think, or St. John. I don't think there's an S. Yeah. Um, you want You guys want to know a fact about Atlantic Canada? It's an is hour that, ahead of us on the well, East Coast. It's a half. I think it's only. Yeah. Okay. It is an hour. You're, I thought maybe it was a really. How did you know that? How would I thought that was like one of those. Was that going to be your fact? I thought. Was, yeah. I thought it was going to be. Like was one that of really? I guessed it. That knew that Canada. Uh, there was like okay. another time zone My, in North America. Yeah. It's this is embarrassing. I'll just own it. Uh, a guy that I watch stream video games uh, is is in Halifax, <laughs> Nova Scotia, Canada, um, yeah, and so he uses the time the, that's an hour ahead the atlantic time zone there and most go. people probably do not think there's another time zone on mainland north america mm-hmm. but there is and i'm sure you know this pat because you're somewhat smart but the northernmost point <laughs> in the contiguous united states is, is, uh, is in I, what state is it uh i'm gonna guess something counterintuitive because i mean it feels like it should be maine but it's not did it, you're gonna have to tell me i believe it's minnesota I think that's wrong. <laughs> Is it? Because the boundary like, waters gotta, with Canada is something legit, like that. Anyways. I've got a legit fact for you while we're ruining the podcast. Okay, keep going. I'll cut half of this out. Which United State, which state in our United States is the closest to Africa? Like on a straight line, which state is the closest to Africa? Well, huh? It's a trick question, but it seems like Florida, you know, should be like the closest it, U.S. state Texas? to Africa. No? It's Maine. It's Maine. Wait, what? Yeah, it's Maine. It's a shocking fact, but you can look shocking. it up after the pod. Oh, to like South Africa? No, this to like Morocco or something. I think. Oh, interesting. Um, it's a. It's, it makes sense when you actually look at a map and look. Yeah, at but it, you but... never look at it that way, right? Like a no. globe would probably make that seem more likely. I don't know. But, but Maine is the closest U.S. state to Africa. Well, so you can fact check us. You can send us corrections if you want to in the comments box in the review section. That's fine. Just give us a five-star review. We're cool with it. Pat, let's get to football. Uh, <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> uh, you have Dak Prescott as quarterback five the last time I checked. Now, all news on Thursday was that Tyron Smith is most likely out of this game. So my question to you is, will his absence – lower well i guess worsen Dak's ranking because he is facing a loaded philadelphia eagles front he could be a bit of a faller i'm just going to be honest about that right now <clears throat> when i published the article tyron smith had not been officially ruled out yet he's looking out for sure but you know <clears throat> i don't think he's going to be a big faller uh 
I, even though the Eagles front seven is more imposing than the Falcons front seven, I do not think Dak Prescott will be taking eight sacks again. That's a, my bold call for week 11. I think it's week 11. It is. And, you know, without they've made a change at left tackle. It's not going to be Chaz Green. Uh, no, it's, it's R- the illustrious Byron Bell. RIP poor Chaz. Uh, but yeah, no Chaz Green. I mean, without Ezekiel Elliott, the fact remains this offense is going to it's on Dak's shoulders now, and he's been amazing all year. And he had one bad game without his left tackle. I think he'll adjust, and I think he'll keep putting up big fantasy numbers. So if he falls, it'll only be a spot or two, and I think he'll be a top six or seven quarterback this week. Speaking of Chaz, my name was almost Byron, which would not <laughs> have worked out well because my brother's name is Brian. But... <laughs> yeah, that would have been poor call on the Norris parents. But it was close. It was close. My uh, uh, almost name was Drew, apparently not Andrew, just I totally Drew. See you as a Drew, it makes sense. Again. I don't know. I totally I, see you as a Drew, but not even Andrew, just Drew. Just Drew, not even Andrew. Okay. Uh, Doug Martin is running back sixteen. Like I, I don't disagree with this ranking, but Pat, like I keep playing Doug Martin each and every week, and it's not just fun. A mis- and it's a mistake. So not like, why should I be playing him this week? This is all about the Dolphins being like the AFC version of the Giants. They're packed in on defense. They're fresh off resurrecting Jonathan Stewart. I mean, who was uh, like Doug Martin, who was like bad Doug Martin on steroids so far this season. And so I like the matchup. I'm happy meals, I think, actually. <laughs> and you know, there's one, I mean, we know Doug Martin will be getting the ball. So that's good. And it's just a good matchup. It's just rough and volatile behind him. So that's why Doug Martin, I'm going to bang my head against the Doug Martin wall for yet another week. Uh, I told you that we were going to talk about J.D. McKissick, who you have as running back 41 against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, for a few reasons. One, I actually like J.D. McKissick this week. Not obviously as like a top 25 option, but I, I think he has looked like the most impactful runner slash receiver out of the backfield for the Seahawks. Now that's not saying much, but he at least looks explosive. And two, the Falcons give up quite a few passes to running backs out of the backfield as well. And so I think McKissick could have a decent day and better than running back 41. I mean, there are things to like, but the problem is like, what is really the upside at the end of the day? I mean, maybe in PPR you're hanging your hat on him catching four or five passes, but I mean, his yardage ceiling is probably 50. I mean, more realistically, he's probably going to be in the 30 to 40 range. Um, He's not going to get goal line carries, at least not yet. I mean, so like his touchdown odds are very low. It looks like Eddie Lacy might be returning this week. I agree that he's been the only Seahawks running back to like make a play the entire season. But it's just such a it's just a fraught case. Right? And Dwayne Brown might be out Monday night. He's going to be a game decision, game time decision. Like, how do you as a running back make plays behind this offensive line? I mean, his whole thing would have to be like catching like a forty yard touchdown or something, which could happen. But I just don't think the path to his upside is very realistic. You also have AJ Green as wide receiver nine, and he's facing the Denver Broncos. At some point, Pat, we talked about how. Like, you don't play wide receivers against the Broncos, ever. And to me, it makes sense not to play a wide receiver who has Andy Dalton at his quarterback against the Denver <laughs> Broncos as well. But to you, he's a top 10 option. I mean, how low can A.J. Green really go? This is probably the lowest I've had him all season. Probably the lowest I will have him all season. And, you know, the Broncos, they just got uh, hashtag exposed by the Patriots last week. Um, but they might be smarting from that. 
Uh, it's you know, still, yeah, like you said, kind of a stay away secondary. But AJ Green, I believe, in your favorite article, the worksheet, it was pointed out had a good one of game them, along with the- Rotopat's rankings over <laughs> at rotoworld.com. Yeah, he had a solid game against the Broncos last year. Not that, that really means anything, but it's, it's. I just don't think. I don't think it's going to be a dud day. His over under for catches is always five, and if AJ Green gets five catches, that's more than enough for a talent like him to have a wide receiver one day. So just playing the odds, I still like. Um, you know, I still like his low wide, low end wide receiver one odds. And by the way, before we get to one last name, which I think is the real sleeper of the week, I need to tell you all individually about hip sports. If you enjoy cell phone games that take you out of your workflow, I certainly had that happen to me with hip sports. It kind of combines DFS with like ultimate team either in fifa or madden really it's obviously a fantasy sports site and platform but for gamers it's an app on your phone hyp sports so hype without the e but it is pronounced hip sports the reason i'm telling you this is it's free to play and available in the app store on google play and on facebook you should download it today and once you've gone to the downloads go into your sport and click on promo zone and redeem the code that is RWFootball1. Again, that's RWFootball1 because it gets you an extra pack. And so what it is, like I mentioned, it's like Ultimate Team where you get these initial players. Like I got Kareem Hunt and AJ Green and Jared Goff. Some really good names. Matthew Stafford, Corey Davis, who I think is going to have a great uh, stretch run. But then when I inserted that pack, which really puts you over the top, especially because the player base is small right now. Now's the time to get in. I added Cam Newton. LaShawn McCoy, DeAndre Hopkins, even better names, right? So again, go to the promo zone and type in RW Football one Again, it's Hip Sports. Download it and please see the app for details. Terms and conditions may apply. Like I said, there's season showdowns. There's head-to-head. There's even a solo mode. Check it out when you are bored at work. All right, Pat, let's close out with Jared Cook. I have him as a well, I don't have him. You have him as a tight end six. I have him as a sleeper of the week (laughs) because he's facing the New England Patriots and he's coming off a game that he was heavily, heavily targeted. And so, yeah, you have him right on the fringe of the top five, and I think that's right on. Yeah, I mean, he's all the way up to number four in tight end yardage, uh, I think 499. Uh, He's the only guy uh, besides Travis Kelsey to have multiple 100-yard games at tight end this season. So he's done something not even Rob Gronkowski has done. He's averaging seven catches for 96 yards over his past three games. Patriots are allowing the 12th most tight end points, fantasy points. Uh, We know the Raiders probably going to have to be throwing all day at Mexico City to keep up with the the Pats, so yeah, he's on a hot streak, and I think things set up really well for him to continue his hot streak. You can check out more of Pat's rankings over at rotoworld.com. Again, they are updated all the way through Sunday. You can also check out Pat on Roto World Live. Pat, you're the man. Thank you so much. I hope we're still friends, like always. We are. I, it's fun to pretend we're not, but it's uh, hard to hide the fact that we're not only friends, but best friends. Uh, well, Pat, there was a meeting I had with one of the higher ups the, yesterday, and you know why. And no, it, it was just a an opportunity that I might have with you. Let's put it that way. And I said, well, it stinks because we actually hate each other. And, and his <laughs> eyes actually got like super wide. And he's like, you do? <laughs> so I guess it's believable that we could. We're selling it too well. Uh, we got to dial it back a little. Uh, yeah. Just a few more weeks and then we can actually speak the truth. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Talk to you all soon. See ya.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 